to Psalms chapter 107. Psalms 107, and as you are doing so, if you would stand with us today once more for the reading of God's Word. As is our custom here at Victory, we stand for the reading of the Word of God. We believe His Word is of the utmost importance, amen, to be reverenced and honored and respected and uh, we're thankful for the Word of God. Psalms 107, and we're going to look at verse 23. And we're going to read 23 through verse number 30. There's been a handful of Sundays back. I read a portion, actually, out of this particular scripture. We did not, uh, the Lord had moved in a marvelous way that morning. And I just exhorted for just a moment in sharing a, a little bit of a thought uh, out of this. But... Uh, I, uh, I believe that God has um, uh, dealt in regards to something that he'd like to say uh, in regards here out of this particular passage of scripture. But we're going to look here at this this morning. Psalms 107 verses 23 through 30. Uh, you, you guys are uh, uh, eerily quiet this morning. So, uh, the Lord told Jeremiah, he said, don't be afraid of their faces. And so that's what I'm going to stand on today. I'm not going to be afraid of you. If some of you just, you've been wore out, wrung out. I know it was a busy weekend. There was a lot of work getting, gearing up for the choir, a lot of things that were being done. And if you didn't get to make it, there are some of you that were probably busy with a lot of other things. I understand. And so, uh. I just wanted you to know that Pastor sees this morning and hears how quiet you are, uh, but that's okay. We'll uh, we'll get we'll make it through. Psalms 107, starting at verse 23. If you're there with me, say Amen. amen. All right, that sounds like you're at least awake. The Bible says, "They that go down to the sea in ships, that do business in great waters." These, somebody say these, these see the works of the Lord and his wonders in the deep. For he commandeth and raiseth the stormy wind, which lifteth up the waves thereof. They mount up to the heaven, they don't go down again to the depths. Their soul is melted because of trouble. They reel to and fro and stagger like a drunken man and are at their wit's end. Then they cry unto the Lord in their trouble and he bringeth them out of their distresses. He maketh the storm a calm so that the waves thereof are still. Then are they glad because they be quiet. So he bringeth them unto their desired haven. If I can this morning for just a few moments of your time. I'd like to preach simply this thought. And that is discovered in the deep. Amen. I truly believe that there are some things about God 
and the character of God, the work of God that can only be discovered in some of the deep places of our lives. Not only of our lives, but let me also say this, is that there are some things to be discovered as we are willing to go deeper into who God is. Amen. Won't you look at a neighbor before we pray and say, there's some places to be discovered. There's some things to be discovered. Oh, there's some things that God wants to reveal. Hallelujah. Can we pray together one more time? Father, I thank you again this morning for every heart and every life. Father, I stand before you. I ask of your help. Lord, I pray your anointing. I can do nothing inside of myself. But Lord, today these words of this preacher will only be effective by your anointing. And we determine to preach your word today. The word of life. The truth. And Father, I pray, let it resonate in every heart. And I pray that every ear be opened. Lord, that we hear and that we understand that we're challenged, Lord, and we're changed. Father, I pray today that you would hide me behind the cross and meet with us here. We thank you for it, and truly we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. You can be seated this morning. Discovered in the deep. It wasn't too long ago that I had read an article of some things that recently had been found in some of the deepest parts of the ocean. There were things that had been discovered that was a part of a wreckage, a shipwreck that had happened many, many years ago and had recently been discovered. And they were, uh, the article was written talking about the anticipated findings of what might be discovered aboard, what treasures are, might be found, what history might be excavated from uh, such of a find that was there probably uh, long forgotten about in the grave of cold waters, but by way of those who are known to seek out and search out, uh, whether you call them treasure hunters or uh, those that are looking about to discover various things, there are those that dedicate uh, their business, dedicate uh, their, uh, their life to searching after uh, such things. I remember uh, many years back when the discovery of the Titanic, it was a topic of discussion and the things that were found, and things, artifacts, uh, uh, everything from silverware to jewelry to so on and so forth, all of these things that had been discovered and uh, that had been found in the deep places uh, as to where... And there is not just any and everybody who is after to find out uh, some of the things that lay beneath uh, uh, deep waters uh, that are in certain places. I want you to understand today is the word of God here reminds us uh, in the fact that there are those who are committed 
committed to such, uh, to such discovery, if you will. The Word of God tells us here in Psalms, as we were reading, it says, They that go down to the sea in ships, and they do business in great waters. Something that had stood out to me in regards to this is the fact that there were those who it was their livelihood. There were those sailors, there were those sea merchants that would go and uh, really all they knew, all they knew, Sister Mary, was a life that was out uh, on the sea. That they went there purposefully. They went there intentionally. They went there whether they were going in order to do trades, to travel from port to port, to exchange goods with neighboring countries, neighboring places and citizens of the earth, others that would go and, and the Bible is chalk full as a matter of fact. We find that one of Jesus' most famous statements to those that he was recruiting to become his disciples, he said, follow after me and I'll make you fishers of men. He had found those who had spent time on the sea, those that had been well acquainted as to some of the things that happens out on deep waters. We come to find that there were great miracles that transpired in the depths of the sea. We find as to where that the very familiar story of Christ in the middle of a raging sea, a raging temptus, we come to see the miracle of Christ walking on top of that water. Peter coming out of the boat to meet him. Christ rebuking the winds and the waves of a troubled sea and bringing it to calm as men would marvel. It was out on the depths, Brother Gold, where those disciples would see the storm cease out on the depths of the sea and they would come to declare what manner of man is this, that he even has power over the winds and over the storm, over the sea. Hallelujah. We find that in the sea as to where miracles provided when Jesus told those that were fishing he said have ye any meat and the Bible declares that there was a charge to them after they had been toiling all night long and had not called anything and I'll not get into the specifics of that story but the Bible said that Christ from the shore he had told them he said cast your net on the right side of the boat and the Bible said that as they obeyed the voice of the Lord and cast that net on the right side the miracle of fish that flooded the net in so much that it was going to break amen it happened out there in the sea we find that it was in the sea that God put a mark and a GPS on a whale that swallowed up the prophet Jonah and kept Jonah in his belly for three days and three nights until Jonah knew he was ready to be the evangelist to Nineveh that God wanted him to be and God had caused that whale to vomit him up on the, on the shores of Nineveh in order to preach the gospel it happened in the depths of the sea there was a man in the Gadarenes that could not be tamed he had a legion of devils living inside of him the Bible said that when those 
those disciples and Jesus came out of the boat. Sister Kimberly, all Jesus had to do was put his foot on the shore. And the Bible said that man who lived in the tombs, that man that cut his body, that man who could pluck chains asunder, he came and he fell down at the feet of Jesus. The Bible said when Jesus asked him, what is your name? All he could do was say, we are legion. That demon screamed out of him, said, please do not come to torment us before the time. Oh, the Bible said there was a herd of swine. Roughly, it's believed to be about 2,000 head of swine that Jesus cast the devil out of that man, put those demons inside of those swine, and the Bible said in a mad fury, they ran down the cliff and jumped into the sea and was drowned. Did you know that in the depths of the sea that God told Moses, he said, stretch out your rod. And he said, pat it out over that sea. And the Bible said that an east wind came. And that sea was rolled back. Hallelujah. And the Bible said that the Israelites, they crossed over on dry ground. And the Bible said that when they got through, that Pharaoh and his army and the chariots, as they followed him in, the same God that rolled it back he snapped his fingers and it came back together and it drowned the enemy in the depths of the sea I'm trying to lay a foundation to let somebody know this morning that the God that we serve he works in deep places he operates in depth he operates in places where it seems we have no idea of what's going on but his power is not limited amen in those places oh the word of God tells us in this that those that were on the sea those that were there on purpose those that went to the ships and they would go out into the deep it specifically indicated it said these are those that see the works of God Can I tell somebody this morning is that there are some of us that in our life there are some deep things that maybe we are in. There are some deep situations that we are dealing with. And might I also tell you that there are some deep places, Brother Josh Price, that God calls us to. Hallelujah. The Bible said, these see the works of the Lord and His wonders in the deep. He said, Because God commands a storm. Oh, and that storm, it raises the waves to heaven. And it causes them to fall down into the depths again. Said that these storms are so powerful and so soul-shaking. It said that that their soul is melted because of the trouble. Because there's a lack of control. They reel to and fro. They're trying to find their standing. But like a drunken man they walk they are at their wits end at the end of it all but in the deep place they learned that even in the deep that they could cry out to God and 
Bible said, and the Lord heard them, and he saved them out of their trouble. I want to let somebody know this morning, you might be in some places that are over your head. You might have intentionally walked out into some places that now it's deep. Maybe you're troubled. Maybe you don't know what you're going to do. Maybe the storm rages around you. But I want to let somebody know today, I believe that there's some things that God wants you to discover about him when you get out into the deep waters. When you get into some places that you don't know what to do. I want you to understand something. Deep simply defined says this. Something that goes beyond or below surface level. Something that goes beyond or below surface level. Can I say something with a whole lot of love here today? A whole lot of love, but it's a little bit of a sting, okay? I'm saying it with a smile. Your pastor loves you. But can I just tell you that a large majority of the church, a large majority of us, if we're not careful, our experiences with God are surface level. Our walk with God is surface level. We have a plague in the church age today. And that plague is, is there is a lot of superficial saints. There is a lot of those that only are scratching at the surface. There are those, and let me say it like this, there are those that only want to deal with the surface. There are those as to where there is fear. There is anxiety. There is the sense of, I don't want to lose control, Brother Jacob, because I've got control as long as I keep everything right here on the surface. But if I purposefully began to go out into deep waters, if I purposefully step out into some things that are a little bit deeper in God, if I dare pursue Him more, if I dare love Him more, if I dare commit to Him more, if I dare be more faithful, if I dare pray more, if I dare seek His face more, I just don't know what He might ask of me. I just don't don't know what he might do with me you see we are at a place as to where why we see such a turnover in the church why the church doors for many years have been a revolving door as we were plagued oh we find in the late 80s and the 90s there came in very strongly a charismatic movement it was called a prosperity gospel that permeated pulpits all across the nations men became infatuated and made celebrities out of preachers and they were telling us such things as is if you're in God's will you'll never struggle if you're in God's will you'll always have more than enough if you're a person of faith you'll never have financial problem that's the stuff they were saying oh if you do this and if you do that and if you do this and we found a whole generation that gobbled up a God who was like a genie in the bottle gobbled up a God that would give, give, give bless, bless, bless and we 
became selfish and superficial. Long gone were the days where men and women would rend their hearts, find themselves a prayer closet, push the plate away and begin to fast. Long gone were the days of those that would filter into a prayer meeting and seek God for revival. We have a time and a generation. Oh, they can pack them in a church. They can tell them how to jump and shout. We can sing the right songs to get a vibe and an emotion. But it is all surface level. We've got a hundred preachers that can tell you a feel-good motivational sermon where you can pat yourself on the back and say it's been good. But friends, I want to tell you, I want to be deeper than that. I want to go deeper than that. There's men and women who are deep in sin. There are children that are deep in the vices of Satan's grasp. And I want to God to help us that we see God move in the deep places and do things that only God can do. But if we're going to get there, we're going to have to be intentional about it. And you can amen and shout with me and clap with me, but I'm going to tell you, when you will decide, I'm going to do my business, I'm going to do my living, I'm going to surrender myself into deep waters to see God work, I will tell you, it is easier said than done. Because did you know the first thing you've got to do is you've got to be willing to lose control. First thing you've got to be willing to do is without any abandon. Right now we got our excuses. Right now we got our justifications. Right now we're making our money. Right now we're raising our kids. Right now we've got responsibilities. Right now we're having fun. Right now we're doing this. Right now we're doing that. But I want to tell you is that God is calling. The word of God said, Brother Gary, deep calls to deep. The spirit of God that is deep, he calls to the deep place in the soul of man. And sister. Amy he bids us to come he bids us to come oh I know brother gold there's a lot of people a lot of preachers they will point out the fallacies of Peter how he looked around at the wind and the storms and he began to sink but I said it the other day but brother James Peter was the only one who was able to say Lord if it's you bid me to come to you he was the only one that was willing to step out of the boat and to be willing to step into place where sister Howard he had no control he had nothing to hang on to but God I want to let somebody know there is a call that's going out and God says I want you to discover some things about who I am what I want to do in your family what I want to do in your life what he wants to do in this church but we've got to be willing to go into the deep where God is where God is, superficially on the surface, we say, sing, and do all the right things. We will make sure the I's are dotted and T's are crossed so that nobody thinks anything different. So that all the bases are covered. But I want to tell somebody today, is that if we're going to see God work, we're going to have to get out into some deep places. The word of God said that these that would go there, 
These see the works of the Lord. I want you to understand, first of all, three things very quickly. God works in the deep. Listen to Psalm 69, 1 and 2. Save me, O God, for the waters are come in unto my soul. I sink in deep mire. Where there is no standing, I am come into deep waters where the floods overflow me. Oh, listen. I want you to know this morning that there are some places where you get into. There are some that are in deep mire. They are sinking. The hymn said, I was sinking deep in sin, afar from the peaceful shore. Oh, listen. I know there's some of you, it's been a while. I know some of you, you've been saved a little while. Some of you have been sanctified a while. Some of you have been keeping the rules a while. Some of you have been singing the songs a while. I've been preaching sermons a while. Come on here. Oh, but I was at a place the other day. And somebody was, we was getting ready to go into a particular service. And somebody was telling me about someone who was attending their church. And Sister Laura, the way they framed it, it was almost like I want you to be prepared, Brother Jacob. Because you might see somebody a little bit different. Where they were working with, they, they was going almost to apologize, uh, thinking that I might think something. And I stopped and I said, I want to stop you right there. I said, I want you to know first and foremost the people that are out in the depths of sin, those are the very people. I want a welcome banner hanging right here at Victory Temple. I want folks that were out deep, that were out dark. I want some folks where the devil's done reminded them and said, you'll never come out of this pit. You'll always be stuck here. I want some Eddies. I want some Wesleys. I want some Annas. I want some folks who are out in a place where the world said, ain't no hope for you. Ain't no rescuing you. There's some folks been living in the pig pen. There's some folks eating on the pig's food but I'm here to tell you if you're out in the mire of sin and you think you're too deep I want you to know there's a God in heaven who said I do work in the deep those are my people those are the ones I came to seek and save Woo! help us. Don't let there be pastors think they got to apologize. Uh-uh. Bring them on in. Let them come on in. Invite them. Somebody told me the other day, so I've been working on inviting so-and-so from my work. They ain't been at church. They a little wild. They a little crazy. I said, bring them anyway. Bring them anyway. Hallelujah. Can I tell you, it's the church 
of the living body of Jesus Christ. Listen, it's been compared to a lighthouse. And here's what I know, Brother Darren. Any lighthouse I've ever seen, it don't have bells and cymbals. It doesn't have a light. It doesn't have people frolicking out around it trying to make sure you know the lighthouse is there. But Sister Kimberly, it stands in the solace. It stands in the darkness. And it sends out a light to those that are in deep waters to know there's a place of refuge. Can I tell you, church, I want Victory Temple to stand like a beacon on 2630 South 11th Street for Beaumont, Texas. They won't see a smoke show in here. The walls ain't painted black in here. We ain't got laser lights on the platform. But we're going to stand. We're going to shine a light. We're going to let everybody know that's out in the deep. There's a lifeline. There's a rescue. There's hope. There's hope for those that are in the deep. Some of you got babies out in the deep. You got your kids in the deep. You got your grandkids in the deep. There's some places in your life. Your sin was so deep. You're still reeling to and fro. You're still battling. There's some of you. You're tormented in deep places. Places nobody sees. You come in and you're fighting in your mind. Fighting in your spirit. Come on here. I ain't going to apologize for nothing I'm saying today. You're fighting. You're wrestling with issues. There's things rolling over in your spirit. There's things that's going on the devil tries. He tries to tell us, Brother Steve, oh, you're out too far. You're too far gone. Physically, you're fighting. Physically, the doctor says, this is what's going on up here. Physically, the doctor says, this is what's going on in your body. Physically, this is what's happening. This is what's going. You look at the checkbook and says, well, the numbers don't lie. And Brother Jake, we're sinking fast. There's a lot of things. You're looking at the attitudes of your kids, your grown kids, your kids that know better. Your kids that were raised in truth. And they're out running and doing things and they know better. And your heart breaks and the tears fall. And you say, Brother Jake, if I could, I'd just wrap them all up and bring them into God's house. I know you would if you could. But I want to let you know, mom and dad, grandma and grandpa, or if it's a spouse, can I tell you, husband or wife, don't you lose hope. Because a God that works in the deep, he goes on rescue missions all the time and he's calling to those who are in the deep I'm glad I, you see in myself I can't do it I can't, I can't save them all I can't fix them all I can't preach enough to change them all and so God goes out Sister Polly he goes out there some of you are in deep places and we're looking at things that's causing your soul to melt. You're in trouble. You say, it's over my head. That's what the psalmist said here in Psalm 69 that I just read. Said, the waters overflow me. I'm in a deep, miry place. He was believing for God to work. Maybe it's, maybe it's deep darkness. Can I tell you today? 
I believe we need to say it loud and we need to say it long enough to where we grab it one more time, Sister Trichina, to where we understand. Listen, the church message, everybody, like I said, everybody's just today, it seems, are after a blessing. They're after God to perform something for them in a materialistic way. We think we need more money. We think we need better cars. You think you need a better zip code. You think you need more square footage. You're after the better job. You're after the this. You're after the that. No, friends. Let me tell you what we need. We need some folks right here at Victory Temple who would say, God, get me past the surface. And when I'm in the deep place, let me be willing to go out into the places that you're going to work. What we need is to stand again against sin. What we need again is to declare from this very pulpit and in your prayer life to say devil you think you got my family you think you got my kids you think you got my church you think you got the ministry but my God works in deep places and you can't have them the blood is deeper than darkness the power of Calvary is greater than the depths of despair Job 12 and 22, he said, He discovereth deep things out of darkness and bringeth out to light the shadow of death. I want to let somebody know you're trapped in dark thoughts. You're trapped in dark situations. The wall's closing in around you. You believe in every lie of hell, believing that you're alone, believing you're left out here just to flounder. Believing that there ain't no hope anywhere. I want to tell you, God, the word of God says that God, he discovers deep things. He discovers things that are deep in darkness. And the word of God went on to say, he bringeth out to light. Hallelujah. Oh, hear what I'm saying. I want you to know no matter how far, how deep, how wretched, how vile. Oh, hear me somebody. And I'm not just saying something to pump and prime you sitting right here in this house. We've got folks you've been brought out of deep places. I've seen my own family brought out of deep, dark places. And God, the devil loves to hide in darkness. He loves to hide in shadows. He can keep everybody guessing. He can seem very intimidating but God says when I do a work I'm sorry you got to be the devil for a little bit Aaron he said when I do a work listen he said when I work in the darkness it said he brings to light the shadow of death come on somebody there's some of you been fighting some stuff and you haven't put a face to it haven't known what it is but the Lord says I'll expose him I'll bring him right out here in the light I'll reach out in the darkness I'll put him in the light he said the shadow of death will stand in the light I want to let somebody know no matter how deep hell might be no matter how dark Satan is Christ came that we might have life and life more abundantly somebody give him a hand of praise oh listen there's some of you in your deep place, it's time to lift your voice and cry out for help. And the Lord said, they rejoiced. Listen, said they reeled to and fro. They couldn't get their standing. 
Some of you, you feel like, Brother Jake, I haven't had stable ground in a while. Some of you in a place where it said there, listen to what the scripture said. They were at their wit's end. Did anybody have a mama like mine? She let me know when, know when I, she was at her wit's end. I know your mama did. And our mamas are sisters. Those rental ladies, Sister Shan, they knew how to say, I've had it up to. That's when I knew, Brother Marvin, Mama's at wit's end. Come on here. What we need, it said they were at their wit's end, but Sister Kimberly, what did they do when they were at wit's end? Yeah, she said, she mouthed it, you've read it, they cried unto the Lord. I love you, Mike, but when I reach wit's end, you can help pray for me, but what's it going to do me to cry out to you? What's it going to do me to pull on your coattail, Brother Keith said, I, I got to What's it going to do? You can call, Pastor. I'm not telling you not to do that. I'll be happy to pray with you. But there's some times. Sister Hemphill, I'll never forget. It's forever engraved in my memory. The day out there outside of the doors of that ICU. When Chuck was in that bed. I watched this mama as she was out there in that hall. Calling out to God in deep waters. Come on here. In a deep place. She didn't say, Pastor, would you come over here? I need you to touch God for me. I was happy to pray with her and I did oh but I tell you sister Brenda there was something more it wasn't surface level praying I want to tell you when it's your babies that's lost when it's your child that's on the gurney when it's your marriage hanging on by a thread when it's your commitments that are wavering it's going to have to be God I'm at my wit's end I don't know what to do but I will look to the hills from whence cometh my help my help comes from the Lord oh we got folks thank you brother Aaron we got folks they'll travel the country I ain't got nothing wrong go to a revival go to a camp meeting go to a conference that's great as long as you're getting good gospel preaching I'm fine with that but there's a lot of folks they think if they can track down their favorite preacher can buy enough DVDs. They think if they can do enough this, if they can I've heard people say, well I've just got to go to so and so. They can give me a word. They can give me, now let me tell you something. I believe like old daddy Daniel Sweeney said he said you can go to that preacher and you can shake his hand and think that you joined the church and thank God saved you. He said, but you might as well. He said you can sign the membership roll. He said, but you might as well go out to the barn and shake the donkey's tail and write your name on the side of the barn and it does just the same. Listen, we love you. You got people that love you, people that are pray for you. But may God call the church to a deep place of prayer again, to a place of deep burden, to a place to say, God, we need you to work. And we know you work in deep places. <coughs> he said, I go into the deep. He said, I expose the shadow of death. Sister Brenda. The word of God says when Satan's getting ready to go into that bottomless pit, the saints are going to gather around and look at him. Do you know that? Sister Kara, the, the consensus is this. 
The Bible says that they all declared, is this who I feared? Is this who tormented me? Is this who I gave the real estate of my mind to? Is this who I allowed me to pull me into such places? Is this who it is? Because he looks a whole lot worse in darkness. He looks a whole... Come on, some of you growing up, you had a coat hanging in your room you thought was Bigfoot in your room. Come on. There's some of you, you had, a, you had a chair at your desk and when the midnight hour came and you as a kid, you was hollering for mama because you done thought some scary monster made its way. Why? Because the darkness plays tricks on your mind. And God said, but I work in those deep dark places. I'll expose it with my light. I'll expose it. Listen, I know I'm running out of time. We're good. You'll still beat other church folks to the lunch, I promise you. If not, just fast this afternoon. It'd be good for us. Listen, he works and his wonder, his wonder. Let me tell you something. There's a lot of us that we wander and we are wondering our thoughts, our minds, they wander, they move about. We're thinking, we're analyzing, we're assuming, all of these things. But we need to get back to understand that in the deep places, not only God works, but there is His wonder that He wants to perform. What does that mean? His wonder. Like one preacher said, it's when God puts His super on your natural his extra on your ordinary. When God does some things that you look back, listen, the Bible's chock full of those that they look and they say, if it hadn't been for the Lord. The same psalmist who said, my feet was in the deep mire. Amen. Later it was revealed, he said, he brought me out of the miry clay and he set my feet upon a rock. It was a wonder that that day that the father stepped out on the porch and he took a long look down the driveway, Sister Faye. And when he looked in the distance, he said, that there looks like my boy. That there looks like my son. Oh, his, his countenance has changed. You can tell the world's been cruel to him. You can tell some things been going on but here comes my son and the Bible said the father ran out to meet him and fell on his neck and wept and cried and kissed him and said we're going to have a party because my son has come home. What's the wonder? Well the wonder is is that the grace of God and the power of God that when he moves in the deep when he moves in the dark the miracle that is performed I want somebody in this house you ought to lean over to your neighbor and say you're looking at a miracle Sister Laura you grew up in a preacher's home but you weren't always saved Sister Linda you weren't always saved Brother Jerry you weren't always born again we are walking talking miracles of the wonder of God oh Brother James laying on life support they said don't know if he's going to make it I'm here to tell you when the church prayed and God delivers out of deep and God says I'll do a wonder you hear what I'm saying 
Some say, well, he's still got to use that chair. He's still got a limp. He's still, I'm going to tell you, it's a wonder that he is alive right now. Come on. I remember his daughter Julie texting me. Brother Gary, us texting, different ones. We were, on the, we were up there every day, up there every day, Brother James, in that ICU between myself and Brother Gary. And there was different ones in this church. And Julie, up there, and you're hooked up to machines. And, they, and one, I remember one day in particular, the nurse there said, it's touch and go. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what's going to do. And I looked at her, Brother James, and I said, I'm going to tell you something. That's a special man laying in that bed right there. I said, that's a praying man, and he loves God, and we love him. And I said, we're going to pray until God brings him out of this thing. Until God brings him out of this thing. And she said, it looked at me, Gerard, and she said, only prayer can do it. I believe only God can do it because the tests don't look good and the symptoms don't look good and the signs don't look good but you let God put his hands on somebody that is broken let God put his hands in a situation where it seems hopeless he says watch I'll do a wonder hallelujah talk about a God that turns lives around a God that still heals bodies. A God that's still calling. A God that is still working. A God that can bring calm. Can bring calm to the storm that you're in. A God who where one day, one situation looks one way. Has anybody ever seen him do it? Where one day it was this way. And the next morning it was this way. For one day they came in as a sinner, and in a matter of an hour they leave a saint. Where they came in addicted to drugs, and they left delivered. Where they came in empty, but they left filled. Where they came in and things were broken and Sister Doty, God said, hang on. Let me put my hands on it. I'll make a wonder out of it. He can be in Virginia. He could run to the East Coast. He could run to California. But God says, I do a deep work. And when I put my hands on it, you will sit in amazement and say, it was only the hand of God. I dare somebody. I double dog dare somebody to step out into the deep that prophet said I stepped out and it was at my ankles he said I went a little bit further and it was at my knees I went in a little bit further at my waist he said but then I went into waters that were over my head can I tell somebody when it gets over your head honey buckle up because God is going to do something you ain't ever seen before because he works, he does wonders, and he makes a way in the deep, in the deep. Listen, these things, Brother Michael, can only be discovered there. As long as we keep the floaties on. Get tickled watching those babies, you know, they come to go out to swim somewhere. Amen. Looks like the balloon store just threw up on them. They got a waddle to the pool. Amen. But mama's making sure they ain't going to go under, right? 
They can't even hardly swim. All they can kind of do is twist in the water. Come on. There's some of you say, make fun, Brother Jake. That's how I swim still today. I ain't going to go out there without my floaty. But we got some saints, you've been saved 10, 15, 20 years, and you've never taken off the floats. There's some of you, you can only dream about certain things God wants to do because you haven't went deep enough. There's some things you're still battling in because you haven't reached the place to believe that God can reach the deep place of your mind, of your heart, of your hurt. Well, the psychiatrist can do that, Brother Jake. They can't. I'm not ridiculing, I'm not throwing in a psychiatrist under the bus. There's those that are godly, there's those that can help, there's those that can give counsel. But those good ones are the ones, Dr. Wilson, that would tell some folks, there's only certain things I can do, but God's got to do the rest. God's got to do the rest. I'm talking about a deep work and deep wonders that Sister Rice that when all of life seems to be falling apart, we're still going to remain. We're still going to stay. Every time we turn around now today, somebody else is going to leave the church. And I'm not specifically talking about victory. But be wary. Be careful. Because when certain things get hot, hard enough and deep enough, there's a lot of folks They say, I'm swimming back to the shore. I, I wasn't built for this. I can't do this. You're right, you can't, but God can. I'm speaking, hear me, hear the Holy Ghost this morning. Speaking to somebody right now, you have said, I can't. And you're right, you can't, but God can. He can. Trust Him in the deep place. Trust Him. I grew up terrified of water. I was terrified of it. I was. I had no problem sitting in the kiddie pool. But as I got a little bit older, 9, 10, I was terrified. Didn't want anybody to touch me in the water. Didn't want anybody to try to help me. You know how all those well-intending people are when they're in the pool? Come on, come on. I, I can do No, you better stay away from me. Now, I remember my, my stepdad... He had done some scuba diving and things, and he was very patient with me. And I got to the point to where he could get me out there where I could just, just tiptoe. He'd say, all right, he said, I want you to lay back. And Sister Brenda, he'd hold his hands out. And before he ever tried to teach me how to swim, he taught me how to just float. I could feel his embrace on the bottom. I'd be panicked. You know how it is. If you've ever been there, and you're there, and the first thing you're doing, you're trying to keep your head. Don't want my head to touch the water. Don't want my, don't want my ears in the water. Don't want. And finally got to a point where I could just relax. Relax. And just let him hold me. Somebody this morning... You're in the deep and you're fighting and flailing and you're kicking and you're maneuvering and you're exhausted and you're drowning. And God says, just relax. 
let me work. Let me do a wonder. Let me do some things. I'll make a way for you in this. He still makes a way in deep places. He still carves a path. He still moves in such a way. Amen. The word of God said, isn't he still the one that had moved back? I'm paraphrasing, but he had moved back the waters. Isn't he still the one that makes a way in the wilderness and streams to flow in the desert? Sister Carolyn, if you'd come. This morning, I want to remind you, church, that there are certain things about God, who He is, what He wants to do. There are doors He wants to open. There are moves that He wants to make, but He will only do it in the deep. He will only do it in the deep. We've got to commit to it. We've got to trust Him in it. We've got to believe that He knows how to work in it. We've got to be looking for, hear me, you need to be looking for the wonder He's going to perform in it. And realize He's going to make a way. Make a way for you. Make a way for those you're praying for. Make a way for those things you're believing Him to do. But you'll only discover it in the deep. That's it. They said these are those they go down into the ships they do their business in the sea they are the ones they go on purpose they put themselves there but they are the ones that see the works of the Lord that see his wonder that see his help let me close with this the story doesn't end with the tumultuous sea when they cried for the Lord to help them in their trouble the Bible says that he showed up, said, and he made the storm to calm. He made the storm to calm. You see, that's the thing about the deep, is the deep is not always stormy. You ever seen the ocean when it was just still, quiet? Have you ever been out? Remember the first time that I went deep sea fishing? And the captain of the boat, he said, in order to get what we're after, he said, we're going to have to go a ways out. Going to have to get out there. And I remember that was my first time deep sea fishing, just taking a look and just all around, all around that great vast ocean. Everybody fishing, everybody having a good time, all those things been out there before where you're just out there on that water and all of a sudden it's just still it's just real still things are calm you see being out in the deep doesn't always mean it's going to be tumultuous it doesn't always mean it's going to feel like you're going under there's storms there's things that come along out in that deep but there's places that God says I'm going to calm and he said so where you can see and you can get a clear picture of the way that you need to go, of what it is that I'm doing, how I'm working because I want to reveal these things to you. Let him bring calm. Let him do a work. Let him perform a wonder. Let him show you his way. But you'll only find it if you're willing to discover him in those deep places. Can we bow our heads all over this house? Hallelujah.
Can we lift our hands to heaven right right where we are? Would you just begin right now to thank him? Would you right now begin to praise him? Would somebody thank him for the deep places? Would somebody thank him? There's some of you, you've been rescued out of the depths of sin. All of us have. But there's some of us, we've been in some deep, dark places. Maybe it's been your mind has been in a dark place. Maybe it's been your family. Maybe it's your kids. Maybe it's situations going on you've been up against. But this morning, God says, here I am. Here I am. The Word of God said they called unto Him in their trouble, and He delivered them out of it. He brought a calm. Oh, and Lord, today, I don't know personally what everybody here is dealing with. I don't know what all the struggle might be. Lord, too many times we settle for the superficial. Some may not be facing a battle or a fight but you're today calling them out to deep places you're calling them to a greater commitment you're calling them to a greater walk a deeper relationship with you Lord take us beyond surface level experiences take us beyond just the religious to do's take us beyond just the superficial sermons and superficial praying but God get down to the deep places of my soul is there anybody here that'll pray that Is there anybody here right now? You'll agree with me. Somebody right now. You need to just be calling out and saying, God, I want you to take me into a deeper place. I want you, Lord, to help me. Lord, call me out. and Lord, help me to be willing to relinquish my control. Help me to be willing to be available. Help me to be willing to be yielded. Help me, Lord, to be willing to see, Lord, your work and your wonder. I'm only going to experience it there. Only going to see salvation there. Only going to see your spirit at work as I'm willing to go deeper, as I'm willing to go further. God knows. God knows this morning who he's talking to. God knows the Holy Ghost this morning is talking and dealing. And I'm just going to ask you this morning if you're here. You'd say, I know there's some things about him that I can only discover in the deep. Can I just ask the church today, who's willing to go deeper? Who's willing to call on him? Who's willing to step out into a place and say, Lord, that's me. That's me. If that's you, why don't you obey the Lord? If that's you, why don't you step out from where you are? Why don't we find ourselves a place? Find ourselves a place. Oh, in this altar this morning. Why don't you come, church? Oh, is there a burden? Is there a loved one? Is there a prodigal? Is there something going on in your mind? Is there something going on in your heart? Are there some things you're wrestling with? Are there some things you've been battling? But God, I'm only going to discover you. Oh, in the deep place. I'm only going to find you in the deep place. I'm I'm going to call out to you. Some in the storm, some at their wit's end, some are taunted by darkness. Some have been taunted by the deep mire, but God says, Oh, I'm a God that works. I'm a God that works in deep places. Oh, Ya la 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 di di ako, ya la 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 di 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 ashi.